There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh! It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken, Mm. pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay! With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina chicken menu at Taco Bell. Look, man. There. Oh, I see. My oh my. Bowen, look over there. Wow, is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. Goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las culturistas. Ding dong. Las culturistas calling. Uh, still hungover. Still on the come down from awards night. Still on. Honestly, the awards went off. Without a hitch, they were New York's biggest night, wouldn't you say, Bo? I would say it was truly such an honor to be at the cultural epicenter of New York City, where some (laughs) of the most amazing cultural events take place. Uh, I'm talking, of course, about the Big Apple Circus. Yes, of course. Um, No, but in a very real way. It was uh, last year I got overwhelmed at the end and, and began to weep on stage. And this year I look over at my sister and I saw... That steely facade had melted away and Bowen had begun to weep. He had begun to weep. In a way, I know my heart was waking up Uh, and all the walls came tumbling down. They really did. But wow, all the Katie's readers, publicists and finalists who came out. And I will say whether you got in and were present at the event or not, and we will address this. We just want to say thank you so much. I mean, the fact that this was just a little tiny bit that we decided we'd do on the podcast and then it became this literal event and we'll get into the particulars of what the event entailed because, I mean, I'm still so shook by some of the stuff that happened, but just the biggest thank you and the biggest hug and, uh, you know, hopefully consensual open kiss on the mouth to all of you because this was... This was an unforgettable one for sure. Definitely. I would say the same. And I was just kind of overcome by the end of the night mm-hmm. with um how lovely it was and hearing a lot of fun stories from people about friends they made in line, yeah. reunions that happened, a lot of solo people meeting up together. Really, really special. So thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, on the subject, before we get into like, yeah, a little breakdown, if um, 
you couldn't get in. We're so sorry. It really did. Matt can attest to this for me, for both of us. But I mean, I was really, really like worked up about it afterwards at the after thing. I was like, oh God, I'm hearing about people who couldn't get in and I feel so bad. But um, the fact is that in the future, this will be something that truly anyone who wants to see it, be a part of it, can be a part of it. We'll leave it at that for now. Yeah, we are definitely aware of the fact now and not, and I will say, this is like, I guess to boil it down, the success of an event like this, and honestly, honestly, this podcast in general continues to surprise us. And so I think that when we say something like, well, if you come two hours early to our free event in an outdoor space, you're going to get in. That's because we are so new to the fact where that might not be the case. And so I think that please understand that our intentions in sort of directing you guys in the way that we wanted everyone to get into the event were only with the intention of being as liberal as possible with how much time you needed and trying to over-prepare you for what kind of wait would happen. And then the fact that a couple people waited a couple hours and still did not get in, I really... um. And like, I don't want this to be the narrative about the event because we did work so hard hard on it and so many people did and it was so much fun. But suffice to say, if you did go to great lengths to be there and could not enjoy it in the way you wanted to, this is something that is certainly towards the top of our minds. And we will do things in the future to make it up to you seriously because we're now aware this is probably the last time we can do something like that in that way. Correct. But we love you down in the words of Tomas Matos. We love you down. Their uh, original All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey rap verse. Which was really beautiful. So inspired. I mean, they took the time to write a custom verse for this event, really referencing all of the the listenerships, but especially saying, (laughs) blanketing all of you by saying you're all finalists. Um, Oh, yeah. If you took the time to try to make it out last night, you are a finalist. You have graduated. I understand that a lot of people are saying they identify as Katie's readers, publicists, and that there's a little bit of shyness when it comes to claiming the title of finalist. But if you made (laughs) your way out there in what was, for a short time, a drizzle, you're a finalist. You're a finalist. finalist. I will say that, you know, if you had FOMO about this year, no matter what your reason was, if you weren't in town, if you couldn't get seating, it's only going to get bigger and better from now on in the future. Truly. Also, I was only comfortable really saying come a couple hours before because I'm not going to be the person, I don't know about you, Matt, I'm not going to be the person who's going to say, come sit and wait in line for longer than the actual show itself. Like that is, at that point, like it's almost, no matter how great the show is, usually not worth it, right? I mean, I guess that was not up to us, but everyone that came thought it was worth it. And the thing is, like, we will continue to make it worth it going forward. And I also think there's another thing of, like, you know, when this event is coming together, we have the most incredible producer. Her name is Lauren Mandel. She's going to run this town. And so basically, she's going to run this town. I mean, that's for real. And we... Bowen and I, in the weeks leading up to the event, sort of just throw things out there that we think would be fun to happen. Like, oh, it would be fun if, you know, the cast of Titanic came and performed. It would be fun if we could get a video from uh, such and such and we'll get into it. And like, and if they wanted to accept the award and send in a video, people that are like, uh, objectively kind of busy right now. Yeah. And if they want to take their time out and do this, like, that would be cool. And then showing up and it's all actually happened. 
that 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 we were allowed to just be creative like Lauren Mandel, I almost don't even want to share her name with you because I don't <laughs> want anyone out there who's creative and like might might be able to hire her to take her from us. But then again, I do want her to have all the success no, in the world. So I will begrudgingly her. share her um, name and talents with you. <laughs> but I mean, she made the show just an 11 out of 10. And we were able to be just so joyous in preparing for it. I mean, let's just, should we just recap from the top? Yes, let's recap from the top. But I just want to co-sign on all the Lauren Mandel shoutouts and shoutouts to the rest of the team, Karina Strom, Maggie yes. Jessica Leal, Randy Silver. We love you, Randy, so much. Mm-hmm. Charlotte Harrison, who designed the trophies, printed out the cards, cut together so many of the, gra- designed the graphic treatment. Ryan Gaynor, her fiance, for editing the videos, all the videos mm-hmm. that you saw. Just an amazing group of people. David Dabin for music directing, arranging these Absolutely, um, the whole band. The whole band. All the dancers the that dancers. we had this year. That was a whole other element. That was such a gag. I mean, like, it was... If you came last year, it was like last year, like doubled and like we will double that. We promise you this one. This has now become something that we find so much joy in doing. And of course, all the presenters and winners that we had and performers and everyone at Lincoln Center, too. This was just the coolest. Yeah. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly. Bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yes. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. 
Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas that's chime.com forward slash culturistas chime feels like progress the chime credit builder visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp bank na or stride bank na members fdic spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply out of network atm withdrawal and otc advance fees may apply terms and conditions apply go to chime.com slash disclosures for details just to begin from the top we began with a performance of record of the year nominee eighth world wonder and I feel that I was able to look back at my, like, I don't know, 13, 14 year old self and say, yes, you did perform Eighth World Wonder to a crowd of thousands. You know what I'm saying? You traveled back in time in that moment, you think? I just remember being young and thinking, this is one of the greatest pop songs yeah. of all time. And it's sort of being played on the radio. And to now have it be performed in the same show as Padam Padam, America's number one, the world's number one song. I mean, a shout out to Kimberly Locke. And please, Kimberly, hear us when we say, you did that. You did that. Kimberly Locke, who is now, I think in her, like, either, and I I would love for her or anyone who knows her or is more familiar with her to correct me on this. I think she's in her, like, life coach slash influencer era. I'm checking out her Instagram, her socials. She's at a winery, talking to camera, Mm. front facing, going what's keeping you from your success or, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, ah, she is, it feels right. Kalo, as she was called season two of American Idol. Oh yeah. We called her Kalo. She seemed to, gosh, and you and I were talking about this, right? Like that was a time in pop culture when, especially on American Idol, where it was, but they wear glasses. They have, right. they have so much talent, but they wear glasses. That was Clay Aiken and Kimberly Locke in the same season. I mean, literally, what the theme of that, just to sort of leave the cultural awards behind for a second and to, to sort of talk about more pertinent things like season two of American Idol and its themes. Yeah. What the theme I remember in the beginning of American Idol season two was, it was literally, should you look like a pop star or should you sound like an amazing singer? And basically what that meant was they had the frumps and they had the like sheeny, you know, yeah. like tank top wearing pop star muscle people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I remember the whole bit was like Kimberly Locke came in in like a high waisted jean and a black t-shirt and like her glasses and her hair up and sang somewhere over the rainbow. And then slowly as the season went by, as she, Clay and Ruben stayed in the competition and the frumps began to win, they blew out her hair. Yeah. They took her glasses off. They put the contacts in. They gave Clay Aiken that ridiculous gay red jacket that he wore during when he sang Grease. We've, we've talked about this. Yes, yes. But they started to sex them up. They started to give Clay Aiken like Ryan Seacrest hair. They gave Ruben this thing where he would wear like a different designer jersey with his area code on it. Like mm-hmm. they sexed them up a bit. Yeah. And then they were the top three. Okay? okay. So Kimberly Locke did that. They did. Yes, absolutely. Um, we sang Eighth World Wonder. I mean, I did travel back in time for a moment too. Like just listening to that song in my mom's minivan on the way to like piano lessons or something like that was a moment. And then gosh, we opened the show 
we took some census uh, work and asked what the breakdown was among the Katie's Readers Publicists finalists. We brought, and the Katie's really did respond. They responded yeah. in great numbers. It felt like a big Katie crowd. Interesting, interesting. I feel like Steve Kornacki just kind of tracking the shifts in the demographics and all that. And then oh yeah, we thanked our sponsor. They didn't really sponsor the event, but we just did a little nod to Matt's famous reading of the Kraft Mac and Cheese ad, of course. That is a reading we both did, okay? I think I was just there to like give some some spice. But you were the the meal, you know what I'm saying? Here's a glimpse behind the curtain when it comes to ads. Sometimes an ad will reach out and they'll say things like, here's the copy. And then they'll say something like, add some personal experience. (laughs) And so Bone and I will rotate the copy. And then if you're the unlucky one that day, you get to be the one that adds quote unquote personal experience with whatever the product is and you may not even have much personal experience and whether or not you do 99% of the time you just kind of lurch through it and you're like I don't know what to say but Matt something talk about what spirit moved you when you recorded that amazing amazing account well I think that Kraft Mac and Cheese tried to do this thing in sending us the ad where they said let's connect culture and craft mac and cheese. Yeah. So the line, what's the best culture to enjoy while consuming a bowl of craft mac and cheese, that was written copy. Yeah. And you asked me that. And for some reason, I just said sex in the city. And then I believe it was the connection between the insatiable nature of Samantha Jones and how hungry all the women. I can personally get. Yeah, I did say all the women. I think that's really sort of format opportunity there. Yeah. And I sort of just went with it. I went with a carnal desire for Kraft Mac and Cheese. And that's sort of like just a glimpse into how that process came to be. You know what I mean? And then we just passed the ball back and forth. Once you get horny for Kraft Mac and Cheese, it's actually incredibly hard to stop yourself. Oh, 100%. Because also what was happening was the finish line was we had to like land on... You know, enjoying a bowl of Kraft Mac and Cheese is doing something for yourself, especially in a world that tells you you can't. Like that was, I think that was mostly written copy as well. It was. So you really built the bridge to that idea by throwing Sex in the City in there. And it all works. And it all, it feels like a different movement. It feels like a different act in the play, the screenplay, all of it. And so, gosh, what a huge success that is. And You really did that. Well, when I knew that we were sort of, because the Culture Awards, of course, it honors culture that that is in all of space and time. You know, we're we're talking about best lunch. We're talking about best fish. We're talking about, you know, so many of these things. But also you do want to honor the current year. And so I felt like we couldn't commemorate this year of Lost Culture without nodding to the Kraft Mac and Cheese because I believe that culture is commerce. I do. And I knew that if there was something that elevated our podcast this year, it was the way that the Kraft Mac and Cheese ad impacted. That's when I knew we had done something here. You know what I mean? We've been doing it for, gosh, gosh, seven plus years at this point. And the only time I knew we had really done something here is when I saw readers, Katie's publicists and finalists, really reciting and responding to the Kraft Mac Mm -hmm. and Cheese ad. And I just knew that their numbers saw a bump. That's when I said, I think we're really doing something here with Lost Culture. And yet, I will be honest, we haven't heard a peep from Kraft. It hurts. It hurts. That's all we'll say. It hurts. We would have loved to hear from you. That's all. Because you know what? 
We would have loved to hear from you because guess what? Maybe you would have earned some nominations because you know what? Oreo cookies, they were really grateful for their nominations and they left a huge winner. We left a huge winner because they were, and I hate that we're sort of, you know, perpetuating this notion that like the more you engage in campaign with an awards body, the more they're rewarded. But you know, that is just how the way, that's just how the world works. And Oreo engaged with us and the publicists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And look, I mean, they're called publicists for a reason. I mean, I, we say it here. Like, first of all, let's just say this. Just pull the curtain back. See the man behind it. This is a business. Mm. Okay? This is a business. We wouldn't have for your consideration ads. Let me underline that word, ads, mm-hmm. if this wasn't a business. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. You got to pay to play, baby. Oh, I mean, look, we're not above pay to play. You've known this all along, secretly. I am very naive. And I am learning things about this industry that are a little ugly to me. Necessary. Don't suck and cock for the Emmy this year. Okay? Um, you heard it here first. I think that's all I'm doing for the Emmys this year because I'm not really getting much play elsewhere. <laughs> well, anyway. girl, in just weeks, we'll know. Yeah. Um, and then we did, we reintroduced Miss Culturista, of course. Oh, yes. Patty Harrison came out. We were so glad she was able to join us. We made the uh, trophy four ounces lighter this year so that she could carry them with more ease. And um, yes, she had no issue carrying the trophies this year at all, but she did threaten us with hate speech. She said she was starting, she was working in a nonprofit space with a lot of, you know, thinkers. And in honor of Pride Month, she says that the sort of the big mission statement of this, of this organization is gay hate speech. Yeah, to stop gay people. She said she wanted to stop gay behaviors. You know, just before I went on stage, so another peek behind the curtain, Bowen started on stage right and I started on stage left so we could sort of meet in the middle for Eighth Well Wonder. So we actually weren't even speaking before the Mm -hmm. show. We actually barely even spoke before the show. We really only, the only first words we said to each other were uh, the beginning lyrics of Eighth Well Wonder. You know, we communicated through song, but so sort of on stage left, Patty was sort of workshopping a phrase for her nonprofit. And she was saying things like, she's like, I want to make America good. Like, how do we make America good once more? And I was like, Patty, I can't. You're dancing around something very dangerous here. And I said, I have to go sing. And then I went out and sang with you the whole time. I was worried that she would get out on stage and start to spew hate speech. And then she did. So we sent her off the stage and said, you know what? Just do what we told you to come here to do. Just hand out the awards. Just hand out the awards. And honestly, we're, you know, obviously we're modeling Miss Culturista after Miss Golden Globe. And that's Mm -hmm. usually a child of an actor. And that is like, I mean, we were just doing Nepo babies. We were just parading them out like year after Mm -hmm. year. By the way, RIP HFPA, I mean, that is, it had to happen. So what a fall from grace. Truly, truly, truly what a fall. But um, we're trying to sort of subvert this whole weird moment we're in with nepotism and how to like handle it. And we brought in our friend, Patty. She's not related to us, but she's our friend, which is a degree away from family relation. And Mm -hmm. it's still, I don't think, I don't think we solved it. I think some harm was still done. 
That being said, we'll give her another chance. Yeah. Um, Patty will return as Miss Culturista for as long as she wants to. And speaking of awards, we did pass out the first award, which was Kindest Greeting. Yes. Kindest Greeting was presented by Joe Firestone with help from professional actor from Netflix's upcoming Glamorous and the film Fire Island, Zane Phillips. The extraordinary Zane Phillips. The extraordinary talented Zane Phillips joined with the actress and star Joe Firestone to present Kindest Greeting. And he actually acted out the greetings, which I think made... Elevated it. It really elevated it just to see just how kind the greeting could feel. And I think that that really made it clear how tight that race was. But the winner was, of course, Bonjour Boo. Bonjour Boo. You know, I had a thought this morning as I was, for some reason, and this is true, while I was taking out the trash, I thought, we have been waiting for you. Not necessarily Mm. kind. It depends on the context. Because if you're late to something and, and someone goes, we have been waiting for you. Not kind. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You know what? Maybe most patronizing greeting. A little it could bit. Also be, that's, that's one where tone comes in big. Yeah. And sometimes tone comes in big. And that's actually roller culture number eight. Sometimes, sometimes tone, tone comes, comes in, in big. big. Yeah. Well, so Bonjour Boo was the winner. Bonjour Boo was the winner. Hi, my love. Uh, hi, my love would have won, but I think people are a little fatigued with how often it's said and people, I think mm-hmm. it started to like with that ubiquity. I think people are like, it doesn't mean anything. It loses. It's, it's not kind to hear right. hi, my love. Cause I just hear it all the time. It feels like maybe three years ago, a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Bonjour. It's like a legacy nominee. Yeah, that's okay. Bonjour. Boo. I love, I'm really happy for bonjour. Boo. Then we had a most memorable line from a TV show. Yes. Lots of, a stiff competition there. I mean, this was one of the biggest categories of the night, just in terms of what way it was going to go. And ultimately, Cook My Meat by Ego Wodum did win. And we did have Zayn act all these out again. He did an amazing job. He's extraordinary. Extraordinary. Joe and Zayn presented the award to Ego, who was there in person to accept. And she said in her acceptance speech, and I thought this was so beautiful. She said, cook my meat, toss my salad, and eat my ass. Thank you so much. I mean, if that doesn't go down in history as one of the best acceptance speeches. She looked fabulous in that pink. Oh my God. When is she not? She brought fashion. She brought fashion. New dog owner, Ego Wodum. I mean, this woman has won. Is just Mm -hmm. a winner in every way. Yes. I just, she's got a dog. She's got an amazing summer. She's got the look. She's got a dog and an amazing summer. And if you have a dog and an amazing summer, you're on your way. You're on your way. <laughs> we then showed some uh, winners. And we'll tell you right now. Biggest gesture did go to Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. Biggest flop was Tanya McQuad from the White Lotus. She went home with multiple awards. Yes. Have I been mispronouncing her flop. name? So here's the thing about Jennifer Coolidge. When she's in the first season of White Lotus... She goes, Mac Wad. Uh-huh. And then she goes, Mac Wad. And it's like a moment of comedy. Right. McCoy, I believe, is like how it's spelled. I don't think you can go wrong here. I, I think it's part of her floppetry. I think I did. And Macqua is the French pronunciation of it. And I imagine that is, it's a moment of comedy, but it's a moment of character as well for, you know, Tanya, because it's like she cares a lot about where she comes from, her stock. And I apologize for mispronouncing her name. Mm-hmm. It's a cardinal rule 
of awards presentation or announcement is that people literally show up to rehearse and, and train and practice the names. But anyway, Tanya Wan, if you want the full winner's list, um, Vulture did update their articles and the winners are bolded if you want to check that out. Yes. I mean, just to run through some biggest Chester flop went to Kitara Ravache. Biggest Chester flop in the Clown Square was the studios who will not give the WJ a fair deal, which we still don't have. Biggest night of our lives went to win a fag Cisadel, Las Vegas. The Melanie Linsky Award for Most Sweetest Person went to, can't remember her name, but that girl from the other night. The Freedom Award for Criminal Who Should Be Free. The girls locked up at the end of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. And these are all on Vulture.com. I mean, so many winners. It just was an amazing evening. It was an amazing evening. Then we went into Pat Regan presenting the first oh, yeah. Record of the Year nominee on stage. Yes. He so wonderfully set up. The cast of Titanic performing If You Asked Me To by Celine Dion. We're talking, of course, about Marla Mandel, um, Constantine Rizzoli, and Carrie St. Louis doing an amazing rendition. Yes. I mean, they performed If You Asked Me To. It was stunning. I think that Pat was right when he said this is maybe Celine Dion's 11th most known That's song. high placement. Do you feel? I think that's Can you very rank high. Celine Dion's most known songs? Gosh. <clears throat> my heart will go on. One. Oh my God, this is so hard already. Um, I think number uh, two is obvious. It's all coming back to me now. There you go. Because you loved me, Beauty and the Beast. Four. Uh, (laughs) Tell him, I'll I'll throw that in there. You think that's five? I I would say Power of Love. Power of Love, I drove all night. Taking chances. That's eight. I mean, I think there are like at least five more before if you asked me to. You know what I'm saying? Wow, so we're already where's, at where, eight, where, and where it feels my... like if you asked me to is not even coming close. Here, to here, coming here, here. Uh, here. Let me get to 11, all right? Okay. Where does my heart beat now? Nine. Um, oh, God. <laughs> um, oh, that's the way That's the way it is. It is. Ten. <gasps> Her initiative, Nature Boy. Okay, and then, then there's also River Deep Mountain High. River Deep Mountain High, of course. I mean, you know, um, we're already at 12. Just to love you more, to which love I you would more. agree. So, wow. What, you know what? So, wow. Maybe when I wrote that copy up, I, I oh, was no, a that was not a dig at you. That was not a dig at I you. I didn't say you did, honey. I'm just saying a note for myself. I should have said maybe her 18th most known song. And maybe that's a little rude if you ask me to. No, but it is. It's part of the joke in the copies that Pat Regan is saying these words. And to Pat, it's Correct. definitely the 18th most or, the, or even the 11th most popular song. And in the show, Titanic, it is so beautifully done it's it amazing is, it is like the showcase song you know what i'm saying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i also want to say i want i want to get out in front of this and say if you ask me to while a record of the year nominee we said if you ask me to by celine dion i am well aware this is originally a patty labelle song right, okay right, right i'm well aware of it it just feels like it had a bigger cultural impact when celine dion sang it we could debate why and we could get into a really academic discussion as to why that happened. I am aware of its origins. Mm-hmm. Thank you. If you asked me to by Celine Dion via V, the Titanic cast was why it was a record of the year nominee. In fact, peek behind the curtain. There may have even been another Celine Dion song that was originally a record of the year nominee. And we kicked it over to the Titanic cast and they said, can we do this song instead? And then we said yes. And that's Absolutely. why it's a record of the year nominee. I think you could confirm. Well, Titanic had a record of the year kind of year. Does that make sense? A 100%. They were topical. They were top of mind all year. They were top of mind all year. And so we really just, we gave them their pick. And we have, mm-hmm. we have no regrets. You have no regrets as an audience. So anyway, um, then we had Bonnie Milligan, Tony Award winner Bonnie Milligan, 
via video. She could not join us, unfortunately, because she was performing in the Tony Award winning musical for Best Musical. <laughs> Kimberly Akimbo. She presented the Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Life Performance to Titanic. Beautiful they moment. Accepted. Oh, it was amazing just to just to be able to highlight um, the gay monoculture that was Titanic this year. If you were in New York and gay, Titanic was monoculture. I have on good authority that there are some prominent heterosexuals who love Titanic. I heard the same thing. Some people that we all know love Titanic. Let's Watch move this on. space for Titanic. Okay. So then we had the host of Exploration Live come yes. out. And this was Charlie Bardet and Natalie Rotter Lightman, who really became fan favorites on this podcast after our episode with them. And so we knew we had to have them to come yes. present. Not that they needed us to signal boost them at all, but I mean, I think people were like, who are these two? And I think they have a lot of lovely fans crossed over into our listenership and vice versa. Absolutely. So we had them on stage to present th- these were coveted awards, best gay guy, normal and best gay guy, famous best gay guy. Normal was a tie. Mm. It went to a nurse and a teacher. That was an incredible moment. So um, good. We had a nurse and a teacher who looked suspiciously like George Severus and Sam Taggart up to accept the award. And I think they represented all the nurses and teachers in the crowd. I, I'm assuming there were many gay nurses and gay teachers in the crowd. I just have that instinct that, they were, that there were. Yeah. And then they presented the award for best gay guy famous. And I'm sorry, is this a soft spot for you? No. Is this a, is this a rough one? I was not very competitive this year in my categories. I really wasn't. You didn't think so? No, I think I'm like, um, I think I needed to just sort of step away from that whole, you know, mm. process. And I think I'm the better for it, you know? Well, best gay guy famous did go to Andy Cohen, who was kind enough to send in an acceptance speech in which he actually... He vowed to be even gayer this year. He said that we made him want to be gayer. I'm hard-pressed to see how Andy Cohen could be a gayer person than than he currently is. We were were on Watch What Happens Live with him this week. He was acting gayer than ever. Very gay. Very gay. Mm -hmm. Some people think of him as like the gay impresario of the current pop culture, and that's so redundant. You know, gay impresario. Every impresario is gay. Every impresario works in pop culture. He is the impresario. He is the gay guy famous, the best one. Yeah. See, every impresario is gay. That's actually roller culture number 39. Every Every impresario impresario is is gay. Impresario, I don't think there's a gayer word. That's the gayest word there can be. And the gayest thing and person you can be. And Andy Cohen is the singular impresario. Congrats to him. You are an impresario, Andy Cohen. Congratulations. Congratulations to you. Uh, another winner's package um, where we went through more categories. Anything yes. you want to highlight in this batch, Matt? Here's the thing. Pizza Night was a huge winner. And I knew there was a huge moment, yeah. um, a movement rather, for Best Holiday Changing Day for that to be Pizza Night, for Best Dinner to be Pizza Night. And I, I just, I'm really happy for everyone out there that was pulling for Pizza Night because I think that there's a stigma around Pizza Night yeah. because it can't happen every night. No. You know what I mean? It's like Pizza Night is a treat. Yeah. That's why it's a holiday. You know right. what I mean? That's why it's a holiday changing date. So for it to be both best dinner and best holiday changing date sort of makes it feel like, you know what? It tipped to celebration for me. And I'm just really happy. I'm really happy because this is what happens in a lot of awards is that if someone is represented more than once in a category, mm-hmm. if there are multiple nominee, sometimes that works against them. It's not fun to root yes. for them. And I think Pizza right. Night never got snagged by that. I think Pizza Night was always fun to root for. 
I think let's just say this. It has not been a good week for Doja Cat. She was, I mean, besides her new single, I think this is this has been a rough one. She lost all her She's categories. Been, she went home empty-handed from the Las Cotrices Culture Awards, and she was absolutely dragged to hell by Azalea Banks. I did see what Azalea said. I mean, but who among us has not been dragged by Azalea? I really await my moment. Azalea was nominated last year. No, she she did insult us. She was nominated for worst insult towards us. Fucking faggot. Yes. To all gay oh, people. Oh, yes. Yeah. To all gay people. So I guess I guess what I'm saying is like to get individually insulted by Azalea Banks, who really is, I guess, a poet laureate, you know, not to insult any of our readers, but the best reader and really oh, yeah. the poet laureate and like the leading insult comic of our generation to get an individual insult from her. I, I hope Doja can at least find something positive about that because she does go home empty handed from the last culture, culture where she was blanked and, you know called corny by Azalea Banks, but there's a light at the end of the tunnel. There. There's there's an honor in being insulted by Azalea. I mean, Grime, the yeah. best thing that happened to Grimes was being told that she looked like she smelled like a roll of nickels. I mean, that is... <laughs> that's the top for me. You can't beat that. You can't beat that yeah. as an insult. <laughs> yeah, I think you're 100% right. Also, everyone's saying that Melanie Linsky did not go home with enough awards. She won the Shiv Roy Award for Best Fake American Accent. Okay, she's a Las Culturistas Culture Award winner. Period. Period. Well, we're going to talk about this later, about our, our finalist of the year winner, because there was a moment that oh, we, yeah. we have to address. Okay, let's keep going. Oh, and then finally, of course, um, in that package, scariest moment in history went to Hereditary Little Diva Head Come Off. Hereditary little diva head come off. Yeah. We had a, a fun celebratory moment with a cut video to Heads Roll Roll by Yeah, Yeah, Yaz. Yes. And we, we all um, did the Macarena. All did the Macarena to it. Lovely. Sort of as a nod to the, the past of the culture awards and also maybe even a nod to its future. Maybe we'll see the Macarena employed to different kinds of songs in the future. It just shows what a malleable dance it is. You know, people talk about the step touch as being something you can do to really it's any song. Too simple. People talk about like a body roll being like something you can do to really any music, mostly R&B yeah. and hip hop, mm-hmm. but really you can do anything. Who says you can't do the Macarena to the song Heads Will Roll by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs while yeah. the clip from Hereditary plays? Like you can do anything. It's so something right. I hope people felt at the end of the award show is yes. that you can do anything. Yes, agree. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. You know, Bowen, I sleep well. And I, I know you do. I attribute that in many ways to the mattress that I sleep on. We both sleep on the Helix Midnight Mattress. It's given us sweet dreams aplenty. And the Helix lineup offers over 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux and Ultra Premium Elite collections, the mm. Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids Mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts everywhere. Say it again. Take the Helix 
Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. Your personalized mattress is shipped right to your door free of charge. Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Unique girl, the way you sleep is perfect. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash lasculturistas. That's helixsleep.com slash lasculturistas. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Do you need to be part of the next pop culture moment? Are you scared of missing out on once-in-a-lifetime experiences? From can't-miss music festivals to international fashion shows to your favorite celeb's favorite restaurant, staying in the know can be so expensive. Don't let your finances hold you back from living your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. It's I-N-T-U-I-T dot com. Let's get into it. What was the next award, man? Was this when the the biggest current threat to us winners came out? Yes, we had announced George and Sam as the biggest current threat to us award winners. And so at this point, we brought them on as winners tonight. George Severa, Sam Taggart, the presented Outstanding Mm -hmm. Reality Competition host. Yes. This was a hotly contested race, but the winner was Alan Cumming for the Traders. And he was kind enough to send in a video from the woods. In Scotland. And this was a scary moment in the show, I felt, because he really gave us Traders, Alan Cumming. He was unable to accept in person, but he did send wordless twinks gagged and bound to accept the very heavy award. And they did such an amazing job that we actually kept them for the rest of the show. And we just decided, let's just keep employing these twinks that Alan sent because I I was, I honestly, quite frankly, was afraid of what happened when we sent them back to him. I was very afraid. I was very afraid for wait for Alan or for the twinks for the twinks. I was like, okay, let's make sure these twinks get fed. Whatever that means. I mean, I can't imagine where they would feed from because their mouths were taped shut. Their mouths were taped. And it sort of felt like they were under strict instruction to keep their mouths shut, hmm. literally, with black tape. So, Is that going to fly in 2023? Are we just letting this happen? I think Alan can get away with anything. I really do. I think okay. he's an international treasure. And listen, Alaska Teresa's Cultural Award winner. So congrats mm. to him. He takes home the award for Outstanding Reality Competition Host. And then this was a huge moment for us. Yes. Because um, George and Sam, who, by the way, they vowed to take us down. They were the villains of the night. I think They, they were the villains of the night. I think they liked that. And that's okay. Yeah, they're sort of dark, you know, the two of them. They're sort of like evil. And they they really vowed to take us down as the biggest current threat to us. And that earned booze from the audience. And I don't know how they feel about it, but yeah, they should think twice before they threaten us again. Well, you know, George is giving glasses and Sam is giving mustache. And there are some parallels there with us. And I feel like people are really, they see a new way to enjoy glasses and mustache. And they go, I want to enjoy this, but it's different but it's familiar. What do I they make feel, of this? Well, there's basically, they feel they've reached a maximum. Mm. We've reached critical mass. 
Mm-hmm. It's sort of like the multiverse, which we'll get into later. Like they're a multiverse version of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to get into it. But they presented the award for most iconic building or structure to LaGuardia Airport Now. And we accepted on behalf of LaGuardia Airport Now as its biggest champions. I mean, and we just watched a beautiful supercut of the new Delta Terminal LaGuardia uh, set to <sighs> Glamorous by Fergie. Yes. And I think that made the audience really feel like comfortable because at an award show you really are on the edge of your seat the whole time because you're sort of you know who's going to come out what's this performance going to be who's going to win i did want to give the audience and i think you agreed like a moment where they could just sit back relax and enjoy Mm. a clip package that made them feel good and so just to see the delta terminal at the new laguardia i could see everyone's shoulders dropping i could see them sort of like you know rolling their heads to glamorous by fergie it felt like yes a good relaxing moment about like, you know, almost halfway through the show. And isn't it so funny because there really is nothing more glamorous than an award show. No, there's not. It was a perfect moment. Perfect moment. Next up, we had another winner's package into our next record of the year nominee, which is Padam Padam. So basically we were under the impression. And and like I said, Lauren Mandel, our producer she makes amazing things happen. And yeah. we were told that Kylie Minogue was going to come perform Padam Padam at the Las Cotrices Culture Awards. And we said, but wait, Lauren, isn't she performing at Jones Beach with Deborah Cox? And isn't she just coming out to do a couple songs and then bouncing? And then Lauren goes, yes, exactly. So she's going to, we're sending a chopper. We're sending a blade chopper to Jones Beach. We're going to blow sand in everyone's faces there. And then she's going to hop on the the, the copter and then come to Lincoln Center. I mean, the top of the David Geffen Hall is basically a helipad. It's a flat ceiling. It made perfect sense to us and felt feasible. Yeah. But then I also did, I was like, I was a little, I I don't know, my spidey spidey spences were going off when I noticed that Patty Harrison was sort of missing. So she was Miss Culturista and all of a sudden she wasn't handing out the awards anymore. The twinks had started handing out the awards. I said, where's Patty? Where's Patty? So the dancers come out in their iconic Kylie Minogue, Padam Padam Red. And then who's posing as Kylie Minogue? It's Patty. It's Patty. And she sang Padam Padam uh, as Kylie Minogue. Her appendix burst mid-song. Twice. Twice. Which I don't think happens ever. I kind of think once your appendix bursts, your appendix is burst. Yeah. There's no. She did sound a lot like Kylie, though, I will say. She did. Her appendix burst. She revealed that she's been dealing with bed bugs. Uh-huh. And then she and then she also was pointing out things on the stage. She was, I think, she was really disturbed by someone's insulin needle. It was um, a mess. It was a mess. We're so sorry, Kylie, or sorry, Patty. I mean, I think I think we stressed Patty out because she would have been able to really fool us into thinking it was Kylie. <sighs> but I mean, it was great to hear Padam Padam. It really I mean, was. It was it, I, I mean, who's tired of that song? No one. No one. Not even us. Gets bigger every day. Then we had Ego Wodum come out. Winner Ego Wodum come out. Present the two um, awards with the word girl in mm-hmm. the category. This is the Ariana Maddox Award for Girl You Can Do Better, hun. Uh, which, of course, went to Ariana Maddox. Yes. She was kind enough to send in a uh, gorgeous video acceptance speech. 
wherein she reminded us that reality TV is not trash. And I never thought this. Oh. And if I ever did, I want to go back in time in a DeLorean and slap myself in the back of the head and say, fool. But I think she was talking to people who, there are still some holdouts, people who think that it's trash. And it's like, the way Scandaval dominated the cultural conversation should get rid of any of that feeling. Like, that should put that thought to rest immediately. I want to see the Emmy nomination for Vanderpump Rules. Okay, I'm saying it. Did you see I'm that saying F- it loud? Did you see that FYC video that like that that thing they put together where they talked about the finale? Oh yeah, it's the producers. It's Sheena Shea. It's Andy all being like just giving you, and it was fascinating. No, they're they're working for it, and they deserve it more than anybody. One hundred percent. So Ego remained on stage, and she presented the Allison Williams Cool Girl Award to yeah. none other than Ariana Grande who also sent in a video speech and describe, describe what, what this legend, she, what this fag did. So she basically cut together a reenactment to the moment in Mommy Dearest in which Joan Crawford, played by Faye Dunaway, wins the Oscar. She runs outside with Christina, with Mamacita, and um, you know accepts her award uh, in front of her adoring public a wonderful speech, a wonderful moment, a deep cut of a moment for Mommy Dearest, an underappreciated, underquoted moment for Mommy Dearest. And this is what made Aaron Jackson, who was standing next to me, turn to me and go, oh, this girl is a faggot. Like this uh-huh. girl, Ariana just gets it. And that's all. That's what we'll say. And you, we, we all know what that means, don't we? Publicists and readers and Katie's and finalists. Like she we is, do. she's one of us. And that's you can all. confirm. I can confirm. Then we move on to a winner's package. And we forgot to mention in the last winner's package, it ended with Kate Blanchett winning the award for the Kate Blanchett Award for Good Acting. And yes. the reaction to her face, I mean, it was unmistakable. Everyone knew what was happening. It was Kate in her home, just elated at the win and confetti everywhere. Her kids throwing confetti from the, the banisters. You can see from the corner of your eye. And... This is Kate Blanchett just winking at us because she's saying, I've known all along how ridiculous these award shows are. And she's had to play the game and like do the drag. But this is a moment for her to be like, let me just give you two seconds of silliness and stupidity. And I'm out. We did. We will say we did write her copy to say, I think she was like, no, let me just do my own thing. And we honor that. Oh my God. I mean, I wouldn't change a thing. The fact that she allowed her home to get messy with confetti. For us? Ridiculous. I mean, come on. What more could you want? That woman allowed her home to be covered in little pieces of paper. For us. <laughs> for us. Thank you. So Kate. the winners, this winner's package, again, go to vulture.com and we'll also post the winners. Um, ended uh, with the song Breathe by Faith Hill winning the Santa Award for being unforgettable. And that led into what I think Yet again was my favorite moment of the night personally. Last year, my favorite moment of the night was performing Driver's License in four-part harmony with Josh Sharp and Aaron Jackson and my sister, Bowen Yang. And we were able to perform Record of the Year nominee Breathe in sheets that were ordered off Amazon that were a nod to the music video, the Breathe video by Faith Hill. And I have to say, I disappeared into the moment. You did. And I just allowed, no, we all did. I just allowed myself to enjoy singing Breathe in a satin sheet. So much so that 
I absolutely launched a belted harmony too early in the clear when we were not supposed to do that. And I wouldn't change a thing. Baby, all we need is just to be. You were caught up in the touch. I was caught up in the touch. I think I was so... Because before... So, peek behind the curtain. Wow, a third peek behind the curtain. Crazy. This is the whole point of the episode. So, we're rehearsing this song beforehand. And we're all sort of standing stagnant on stage singing the song. Which is, you know, not uncommon for a first run through. Okay? Right, right. And then I say my note is, we've got to do a lyrics pass. (laughs) Yeah. And then my second note is, use the fabric. Because why are we here? If we're right. not going to use the fabric. Then, lo and behold, during the performance, I'm too into using the fabric and I lost the my lyrics. place in the song and launched a belted harmony too early in the clear. And I felt, sure, I deserve that one. No, no, no. I think it was a perfect moment because it earmarks that whole number for you. And mm-hmm. I was right there with you. I was very present in that moment. I literally remember just walk out there, feel the wind on your face. And that's all you have to do in this moment. What an amazing song. That's an amazing song. I mean, it's a song that does not need a bridge because it doesn't have one because it doesn't need one. And the sheets I thought were a really nice, lovely little thing that we decided on last minute because we were, Matt and I were watching the video on, what was it? Thursday. Yeah. Two days before the awards. And we were like, wow, this video, a, so 1999, so perfect. Love it. Mm-hmm. Timeless in a way. And then we went, look at Faith Hill, freshly fucked on that yep. bed, covered up in that sheet, wearing just the sheet, just like centrally singing about this love of hers. Tim, We Grant. said, order the sheets. We said, what are we, think- what are we thinking? What are we thinking? Because you know what? The, the video for this kiss where she's on flowers and shit, popping out of sunflowers or whatever. She's cute. It's good. Breathe is, I think, her best acting moment in a music video, and it laid the groundwork for 1833 for her Yellowstone prequel show with Tim McGraw. That's all I'll say. I Wait, she's, say she's apparently a sleigh. No, she's apparently a sleigh. She's apparently a sleigh on one of the biggest television shows in the country, which you could never tell us the, the truth. Can, 1883, sorry. Yes. So you were 50 years off. I'm sorry. <laughs> and in a lot of respects, I am, yes. Old soul. Old soul. <laughs> We always say Bo and Yang should have been born in the 70s. Uh, wrong decade. <laughs> um, but yeah, we said we got to get the sheets. So happy we did. It yeah. added a different texture, literally. And then we closed the song down and they didn't know we were doing this, but we kept Josh and Aaron on stage and we said, not only are you our sisters, but you are inspirations to us. You are inspirations to the community. And that's why we award you when we honor you with the Diplo Award for LGBTQ. They beat out a lot of people. They beat out RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. They beat out Poppy Juice. I saw Oscar Enye at Bubble Tea later that night. They <laughs> were performing at Knockdown Center um, for that pitchfork party. And Oscar goes, did we win? And I had to look him in the eyes and say, you didn't. No. And he said, okay. And I said, wow, this you're the first person I've had to look in the eye this year and go, you did not win the award. And he laughed. But so he understood. He, he said, Josh deserves it. Wow, Aaron found out. Aaron found Oh, no, of course. He said Josh and Aaron said that's what I meant. <laughs> he said Josh deserves and it. Josh deserves wow, it. Wow, shade. No, no, no. Um, I mean, let's earnesty zone, honesty zone. I mean, Josh and Aaron are... Oh, my are God, earnesty zone. Earnest, wow. which is not a word. Earnestness, I guess, whatever. Josh and Aaron are... There is no queer comedy community without Josh and Aaron. I know we've, we've probably said as much in, in recent years in the past, 
But I will always say this until the rest of time, especially right before they come out with their new movie, which exciting stuff coming, exciting news coming down. We'll let them announce it, not us. Yes. We actually tried hard to get a trailer for the film to be shown at the last Culture Racist Culture Awards, but it's just... The note that was coming down was they didn't want grainy footage of the trailer out there. They wanted to be presented in all its glory. This is an A24 film, okay, where it's getting a proper rollout. Yeah, yeah. People aren't going to watch for the first time on reels off of a phone. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. As much as I want this to be a gay cinema con, it just couldn't be. It made sense to us. But then, you know, we just love Josh and Aaron so much. Just perfect comedians, perfect people. I mean, they really still bring in so many new faces into the fold. Like I meet so many people through them still. Mm -hmm. And it's just really lovely what they've cultivated. And anything that we do that resembles that is just our way of sort of paying it forward. That made them the perfect people to present the award for finalist of the year. Exactly. And this was hotly contested. I mean, all five of these finalists could have walked away with the award, but Darcy Carden was the winner of finalist of the year. She took to the stage to a standing ovation. Huge. She joined Josh and Aaron and she accepted the award. She had the crowd, um, one of whom was very upset to see (laughs) Melanie Linsky lose. There was someone who screamed when Darcy was announced as the winner that Melanie Linsky was robbed and Darcy took to the stage and she sort of acknowledged this. She acknowledged (laughs) this and she said a highlight of her own life was hearing Melanie Linsky pronounce the name Darcy Carden. And then she led the crowd in a pronunciation of a Kiwi Darcy Carden. Darcy Carden. And that was another cathartic highlight moment of the show. And then she capped off her acceptance speech by reciting I Don't Think So Honey going to church on Sundays and Wednesdays with Aaron Jackson and Josh Sharp. Aaron Jackson, of course, the originator of that and a Las Culturistas Cultural Award winner the year prior for Best I Don't Think So Honey of all time for that I Don't Think So Honey. The crowd all did it together and um, it was only then that we were able to announce the Muna Award for Hottest Queer. Of course, the nominees were Katie, Muna, Naomi, Muna, Joe, Muna, fans of Muna, and Matt Bomer. And remember, this was the queerest moment in New York City last night, even though Boy Genius had a concert, and even though just to the east of the city, Kylie Minogue and Deborah Cox were performing at a beach full of gays. Even though Tinashe was slaying with backup dancers at Knockdown Center, one of the gayest venues. Right. This was the gayest moment in New York because Darcy Carden, star of A League of Their Own, a gay show, was presenting the Muna Award for Hottest Queer to fans of Muna alongside Josh Harp and Aaron Jackson and accepting the award were Katie, Joe, and Naomi from Muna. That was a fun little surprise. We kept that one under wraps for y'all. But of course, some people clocked them entering the premises. Lovely, no problem. And they were so nice to join us. They were just at Bonnaroo the day before. I mean, come on. And we were so, so, so happy that they came. Real chemistry between them and Darcy. Oh, yeah. I mean, that kiss that they all shared was... Boy Genius found dead. Brittany Madonna found dead. And Christina found dead. 100%. So that went down. Then we had Pat came out one last time to present the record of the year nominee. All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. It was performed by Fire Islands, Nick Adams and Tomas Matos who, as we said, tore it up. This was Mm. one of the 
best performances of the night in a night that was already stacked. I mean, this, all I want for Christmas is you. It's here to stay. It's here to stay. And I have to say, there is something about listening to a Christmas song sung live in June that really, it really is a new feeling. It's something I've never quite experienced before. And I did not expect to love it so much. It was a get up on your feet moment. Mm. I mean, the vocals were together. It was giving Broadway choreo. It was giving chemistry. We were saying, Nick and Tomas, take it on the road or take it to the bedroom. Honey, either way, we're happy. Either way, I'm happy to think about it. Either way, I have a a boner. Either way, I'm erect. I'm erect. Yeah. Then we had a lovely moment where we rolled a beautifully edited package where we had you guys send in videos of your moments that made you say culture was for you we always want to know and the thing is that like you know we can't i just always want to individually pull people on like what their moment is like and we always hear from people oh i know exactly what my answer would be and this was a platform for that so many lovely answers a lot of common answers a lot of spice girls answers a lot of spice girls i think the beautiful poetic way to close that package out was someone mentioning marion cotillard's oscar speech being oh, a yeah. moment and you know nice little way to ease us back into the awards proceedings of the night which were capped off by sarah sherman and celestium coming out to present not nominated that evening not nominated oh. that evening the only presenter good luck to them next year good luck to them only unnominated presenters but you know good luck to sarah and celeste both next year hopefully hopefully they were presenting for album of the year hugely contested category you of course had renaissance midnights prism by Katy perry Chapel Rohn's album when it comes out. And then what was the fifth one? It was the 2022 original uh, Broadway recording of Into the Woods. Woods. Yes, yes. And Chapel Rohn did take it home for an album that we have not even heard yet. Yeah. Which is huge. Which is huge. And then Chapel was nice enough to send in a video acceptance from London. Um, International. International, she said. I'm so honored to win this award considering that my album isn't even out yet. Slay. And really, really good. (laughs) Really good. Didn't really care about the fact that the album wasn't out just went, I'll take it. Yeah. Finalist behavior. And that's confidence. That's finalist behavior. That's confidence. She, of course, was a finalist of the year nominee. Watch this space for next year. Yes. I mean, we've all got our eyes on Chapel. The album comes out in September. And listen to Red Wine Supernova. Oh, excellent. A perfect pop song. And then we have Record of the Year, the biggest award of the night. Um, wow. I get emotional watching them all get announced at the same time I go. Yes. We really have seen all these songs be performed tonight, haven't we? We really did watch. <laughs> and I think that Sarah and Celeste were so right when they said that not every song matters this year. No. And the, the pieces of musical art that we had seen that night were examples of music that we need now more than ever. And when the winner was announced and it was Padam Padam, all I could say was Padam. Padam. And we were so honored to present it ourselves to Kylie, who, of course, was Patty, who said in her trademark Australian accent that all her life she had been told that she would never win awards or something to that effect. And look at her now. She's an award winner. So proud of Kylie. So proud of the entire queer community for lifting up that song. There were no guarantees 30 days ago when it was released that it would run record of the year. Okay, There were no guarantees. And I'm going to say something, and I'm not calling anyone out, but I remember she announced the single, she announced the album being called Tension. 
And then uh, there were a couple of gays who were like, God, do you see the new Kylie album announcement? It looks awful. And I'm like, oh, you don't know what you're saying. Clearly not a Kylie fan. And I'm like, just you wait. But I, I even did not say that from a place of like anticipating that Padam Padam, the lead single off this album would be a global phenomenon. Let's just say something right now. There's something in the air right now. Kylie's album is called Tension. Kelly's album is called Chemistry. We need a third science. We need we need a third science. Yeah. We need bio. <laughs> bio. <laughs> we need endocrinology. <laughs> we need a pop girly to come out with an album called Endocrinology. Yes. Period. Who is it going to be? Charlie. We put it to you. Yes. Charlie. It I'm is going to be Charlie. No, 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 no. Endocrinology. Like, who could it be? Interesting. It could be anyone. We put it to you. We put it to you. Let us know. Which and we ask the readers, the Katie's and publishers, the finalists, make the album art. Which pop girly do you want to see with an album called Endocrinology? Pitch it to us by creating the album art. <laughs> yeah. The record of the year, Padam Padam, was then performed by the entire cast of the show, and we tearfully, joyously celebrated everyone that had come, and we closed the night. At two different places, really. Bowen, I guess you went to Bubble Tea. I ended up at Flaming Saddles, where Jody Benson, the oh original Ariel, God. was there celebrating her daughter's birthday. And I went up to her, and I was so drunk at this point, and I said these words. I said this. It is an honor to even be around you. You gave us a gift forever. And then how did she say, receive that? She said, thank you. It's my daughter's birthday. <laughs> I said, yes, it is. I just wanted to come say hello. And to then I turned take and your daughter, away. To take your daughter to Flaming Saddles at what must have been 1 a.m. It was 2.30 in the morning. Jody. I always thought Jody... Legend. Here's my thing. I had mischaracterized Jody in my head. I went, Jody Benson, like, daughter start doing, like, fun Christian music. Wasn't crazy for you on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Of course, was Ariel. I was like, I think she's, I think she's wholesome girl. I think she's wholesome, mm-hmm. maybe even like socially, politically conservative in whatever way, like no problem for this woman to bring her daughter and her daughter's friends out to Flaming Saddles at 2 a.m. on a Saturday night. It was 2.30 in the morning and there were no signs of stopping. Let's just say this, like Jody Benson outlives Matt Rogers in terms of being out. Oh, me. In Hell's Kitchen. And me, period. All of us. Jody Benson, my God. And this moment for her, I mean, The Little Mermaid, I still have not seen the live action. I feel like this is the thing with all these live action remakes is that like across the board, it's like you can't touch the original. And Jody, I think, can now move on with the rest of her life going, nothing will beat the thing that I helped make. I'm sure no, she doesn't feel this way, really, but I'm like, No, I bet she does. That's kind of what I was saying to her. I was like, you know what? It's an honor to be around you. You gave us a gift forever. And I meant every single word I said. 1000%. That is a song that makes you go, I can't think of anything better. I mean, Howard Ashman. And I don't think so, honey, Disney, for really fucking sanitizing that documentary. Because Mm. I needed to know about this man and the way he move through the world as like a fucking gay radical, like I fuck. Okay. Like, yeah. Let me like be a gay man who is not just some like wholesome little pencil pusher, you know, where's the biopic? Where's the biopic? Where is the Ben Platt biopic? We're getting it. That's what I want to see. I want to see it. Movement. Start the movement. Who plays Alan? That was the last. Oh, I don't know. 
Jonah, Jonah mm-hmm. Hill. Jonah Hill. I always want to involve Jonah Hill. I always want to involve Jonah. We love Jonah. I uh, I have to say that was the Las Culturistas Culture Awards. They were an absolute barn burner. And we hope that if you were not able to live them in person, that this recap helped you live them in podcast form. Yes. I mean, what we did, and I said this via tweet, I will apologize personally because I did say the words, you will be fine if you, you know, come a couple hours before. Uh, I overpromised on the likelihood of getting a seat. But what we can promise now is that it will only be bigger and better in the future. Something that everyone can be involved in, everyone can engage with. Um, and that's on promise. And that's on promise. And we love you so much. Thank you for coming. Thank you for celebrating with us. And um, award season is over, publicists. You can put your hats away. Yeah, just rest. Rest. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Do you need to be part of the next pop culture moment? Are you scared of missing out on once-in-a-lifetime experiences? From can't-miss music festivals to international fashion shows to your favorite celeb's favorite restaurant, staying in the know can be so expensive. Don't let your finances hold you back from living your best life. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com to start living yours. It's I-N-T-U-I-T.com. Let's get into it. Hey, Los Culturistas listeners, we're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time time thinking of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with Gift Mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So... Whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, Gift Mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Let us do some work right now as we do I Don't Think So, Honey. This is our 60-second segment that we do on every single episode of this podcast where we rant and rave against something in pop culture. I'm going to leave the award space. I'm going to leave the LCCAs behind. I'm going to do something else. 
I read a news item on the business this morning, and I feel it's time to say something. Okay, this is Matt Rogers. I don't think so, honey. His time starts now. I don't think so, honey. The multiverse. It's a wrap. Mm -hmm. Stop it. We did it. I don't think so, honey, that you can do it better. The Flash didn't do as well as they thought it was going to do. Of course not. Despite them really trying to like cram it down our throats that the Ezra Miller of it all was going to be worth it. That like at the end of the day, we really wanted to see them do this, that the movie was actually quote unquote good. No, you guys, I'm sorry. All of these movies feel the same. They really, really, really do. Seconds. And I think that you look no further than the receipts as to why people aren't going to these anymore. Superhero movies, we have reached critical mass. We are at saturation. We need either a five-year break or a total tonal reboot on these seconds. fucking films. Will we get them? No, because you don't fucking get it. If you run a studio, you clearly do not fucking get it. And it's Five just going to keep being diminishing returns until you, I guess, at some point get fired or do. I don't think so, honey. The multiverse, it was done with fucking everything ever all at once. Now it's over. And that's one minute. It really was done with everything everywhere because I have a good authority that like the Marvel folks from mm. the week that that movie came out and the week that like people were just sort of responding to it. It was just like the Marvel folks were scared. That's all. I mean, that's all. I'll yeah, say. It's just like they were shook. And also it's like, when you finally can wrap your head around the multiverse, which is difficult to do because it's confusing, especially when like, you know, these movies aren't necessarily known for their clarity. Right. Sometimes I'll be watching, I'll be a little stone watching one of these Marvel movies and I'll be like, wait, what the fuck is happening? What's this stone? I like, don't what, think what so. exactly is going on? I don't think so, honey. Having to fucking read a Wikipedia article or like a fucking Screen Rant article before or yeah. after you go into the movie. Like Ant-Man 2. It's like, I should be able to go to Ant-Man 2 and leave clean. You know what and I mean? leave clean. I just want to leave clean. I want to leave these movies clean. Meanwhile, it's like, then you do understand what happened. And then in, in understanding it, you realize, oh, so there's like not really stakes. Because mm -hmm. these people are all alive in other multiverses and therefore they can just kind of like whatever like Zoe Saldana I think has died like 17 times in Guardians of the Galaxy and I'm making that up but like if it were true you could believe it because they would do that was she in the recent one I mean yeah but she didn't remember shit because she was the other Zoe Saldana it's just stupid right right it's, right it's just it's it's getting stupid mm -hmm. and I like the Marvel movies before the multiverse I loved Endgame I loved all of that it's just like can we just go back to fucking basics and now the dc of it all like the flash bombing because they completely went in on the multiverse which i also can't believe because didn't marvel just do that doesn't yeah. it look inherently like you're copying them mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I just the whole thing is like it's the snake eating its own tail choking on the hotel shitting it out eating it again multiverse snake yeah yeah and yeah. i'm just like let's just stop like make it about tortured supervillain in a world where they have their little conflicts about their identity you know and then there's an evil person you yeah. know there's an entity yeah and make it about that fucking with great power comes great responsibility Perfect. take it back take it back i don't disagree thank you for that we gotta shut it down we gotta okay oh, and do you have an i don't think so honey to do i do this one i'm gonna bring it back to the lccas but not about the actual awards themselves all right, here we go. This is Bowen Yang's I Don't Think So Honey as time starts now. I Don't Think So Honey lightning delays. We were Ooh. shaking in our boots the day of because there was lightning eight miles away. 
in fucking mm-hmm. probably central to South Jersey. Okay. And we had to clear the stage and sit in a room for like what felt like three hours just because there was lightning in like fucking Morristown. It's like, it has nothing to Paramus. do with us. Paramus. It has nothing to do with us. Why are you making 30 seconds? Why are you taking this away from us when it has nothing to do with us? We had planned for this. We were like, it might rain, but it'll be during the day. And then we should be in the clear by like 2 PM. No, it was like 4 PM. We had to fucking sit in a basement. 15 it, seconds. It did not ruin the day. Thank God. And Lauren Mandel once again, kept it so, so, so calm managed our emotions alongside the logistics of it all seconds but just the concept of a lightning delay for something that happens that far away ridiculous and that's one minute and a lightning delay took away gaga's last night on the chromatica ball tour took away her miami show she could not do her last show of this era that she fucking got blue balled out of and then it ends with another moment where like she gets robbed of satisfaction of fulfillment it's awful i hate it the lightning delay is, of course, here for our safety, but it I feel it's, it just has it's to be too reconsidered. Much yes. It's too much. Within eight miles? Ridiculous. I said, get the meteorologist on the phone. Get, Let me talk to media. Get me the Doppler be- radar on the phone. Meteorologist? Ms. Meteorologist? I want to speak to her. Because I had to say, within eight miles, and then get this, readers, publicists, Katie's finalists that were actually at the show. Had there been lightning within eight miles and you all had been seated, you would have had to go home. We would have canceled the show. The show would have had to be canceled. I said, we got to move this inside. We have to sidestep the lightning of it all. We can't chance it. We even had to get started about five minutes later because there was a rain delay, which we would never have known about because it wasn't raining. Literally not raining. It was gaslighting to the max. The weather was gaslighting us all day. We'd be looking at the weather app, which has not gotten better over time. And it says sunny conditions the rest of the day. 45 minutes later, duck and cover at 7 p.m., hon. 80% chance of thunderstorms. It's like, this is why biggest current threat to us included a nominee that was the fickle nature of the weather in June in New York City. And I didn't know I was tempting fate. You were. When I pitched that one as a nominee. Yeah, yeah. And I had to sit there in the basement with you while Lauren was like trying to be like, okay, so what do you guys think about this, 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 this? I had to be like, did I do this? No. I'm going to let no, myself you did. I'm not going to let that be the narrative. We had in Eighth World Wonder, we cut the line, your love's like a summer rain watching my dad's away. And I thought if we would have kept it, wouldn't have happened. Seven days and seven nights of thunder, thunder would have been really prescient. Pertinent and prescient. Anyway, went off without a hitch. We're so happy you came. We're so sorry if you couldn't, but we will make it up to you in the future, we promise. And um, we end every episode with the song, Matt. Seven days and, and seven, seven nights of thunder. One days and seven nights of thunder. You gotta preserve your that song. Listen to Listen Eighth to World Wonder by Eighth Kimberly Locke. Wonder by Kimberly Locke. The legend. Bye. Bye.
there's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than croc clogs and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com.